Oh, are we still hungover? No, I'm just on a diet chain. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. How's that going? Down 15 pounds. Cool. Good. I'm down 17. That's like uh, 30 quid, Shane. Uh, no, that's just a, that's <laughs> just over a stone, you mom. <laughs> I can't keep up with your measurements. <laughs> you wouldn't want to, trust me. <laughs> okay. You got your... Uh... Your notes and everything all set? <laughs> I don't need notes for this. You got the mental note. <clears throat> uh, yeah, because I was going to say, we're all going to have to rely on you, Shane, because um, you know this shit better than pretty much anyone else. Yeah, well, me and... My notes, my notes consist of the names of the movies, and that's it. <laughs> that's a start. <laughs> yeah, that's something. You, ju you guys are just going to have to um, rely on me and Brian to take over on this one. You guys just talk the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm pretty sure Ryan, uh, Brian is is as well because we've, I think we've discussed doing this podcast more times in the last week than I think either of us have actually discussed talking about any kind of podcast before. You mean talking about it, arguing about it? Because you know we're gonna argue. Oh yeah. Welcome to the UHM Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Shane. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's boo boo. <laughs> That's poo -poo. <laughs> doesn't that mean get the doesn't that mean get the fuck out of here <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was testing you and ryan you guys i was testing you too yeah all right see i'm in, i'm on top of the ball a little bit all right right all right well, well that remains to be seen yeah. <laughs> all right everyone welcome to episode 23 of the uhm horror podcast um, I'm your host, Ryan. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Shane Smith. Shane, how's everything on the other side of the pond? Uh, it's, it's all good. It's all good, thank you. Yeah. Finally awake now, are we? Yeah, just about getting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm just, uh, oh, fuck. I just, oh, yeah. All right, I'm with it. All right. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. That's a hell of a start. <laughs> We're up and running. <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, all right. Awesome. <laughs> Joining me again is uh, Mike Whittemore from Chicago. Mike, how are you? I'm good. I'm not. I haven't been shot yet. So you haven't been shot yet. Was there a reason you should have been shot? Yeah, Chicago is pretty much known for oh. people dying. I was going to say the crime rate, crime rate in Chicago <laughs> it was fucking makes. No and we're proud of it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And joining us for the first time. Um, new entry into the, uh, the, the UHM horror podcast, Mr. Brian Boudreaux. What's going on? Brian, how's everything going? Good. How's it going with everybody out there? Excellent. Good. good now you're, you're still up in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Hinsdale. It, it's finally good to ha have another East coaster on here. Yeah. I feel like we, we never get any on it, It's always like people from the Midwest or Texas or something, or some idiot from across the pond? England or yeah. something. There's a few of those. <laughs> never a lack for, for them. That's for sure. <laughs> So, so we got a great episode today. 
Um, we're going to be going into one of Shane's favorite topics of all time that he has no end to discussing, the uh, Cornetto trilogy. Yes. Um, but before we get to that, as always, I want to remind everyone that this is the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, where you can go to get all your horror news and reviews and whatever else you want to go on the internet for horror shit for. And... Um, we find they have the new name for the uh, the UHM fans Facebook group. It's now the um, the UHM group, the horror fans hangout. So if uh, if you want to find the uh, the Facebook group that we always mention, that's it. UHM group, the horror fans hangout. So that's a new way. Do we to ever say the title? Find us, or do we just tell people like, hey, just join? Uh, well, it used to just be UH, you know, upcoming horror movie fans. Um, and that's what we would usually say, something along those lines oh, anyway. Okay. But I know since, since, um, since Mike, not you, Mike, the other Mike <laughs> changed the, uh, changed the name. Um, I, the last time we recorded, the name wasn't set yet. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and if anyone wants to get a hold of us, the, probably the easiest way is to shoot us an email. If you want to yell at us for anything at UHM at gmail.com. I'm sorry, UHMpod at gmail.com. That's it. Maybe if, I, maybe if I say it right this time, then people could send stuff in. Maybe if you weren't so hungover. Listen, I've cleared that up. I was at, I'll have you know, I was working out. I went to the gym today. I'm sitting here sweaty and smelling bad mm-hmm. to record this episode. Yeah. And you just woke up, Shane, so. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, but at least I have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking would be a very good excuse. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> all right so before we get going as always um let's talk about what everybody's been getting into recently uh music movies games whatever uh i'll I'll start with uh, i'll start with mike mike what's been going on with you uh i've been doing a lot of working out as well Uh, i lost 17 pounds this month um other than that the only thing that's been really taking over my life is uh the new zelda game for the switch and Mm -hmm. uh that's pretty much consumed most of my time, especially this week. That was spring break. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my life for right now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that game is pretty fucking awesome. As I was, I was telling you before, I, I get stuck doing such bullshit in the game that I get distracted. And I haven't really been, like, progressing the game forward in terms of story or anything. <laughs> I just end up, like, running around and I find a goblin camp or something. And I'm like, all right. Here's what I'm going to do this time. I'm going to plant a bomb over on one side, and then I'm going to whistle and draw them over to this other patch. And when they turn around the corner, boom, like I'll plot these elaborate, idiotic, you know, ways to dispatch like mindless enemies. And it just eats up all my time. But I sit there and giggle like a tart. Yeah, I mean, it's so much fun, especially the climbing. Like how you're destroying camps, I'm just climbing random shit, like the highest mountains and stuff. And it's Yeah, it's you're like, awesome. I bet I can make it up there. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. I ended up on one, one section I definitely shouldn't have been in. And I was like, oh, I'll just start unlocking some weird shit over in this area. I got over there, and there were enemies that, like, one hit takes away, like, ten hearts. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe I'm a little too underpowered to be in this area. Yeah. But it was pretty funny. So uh, so how about you, Shane? What's been going on with you? All right. Um, well, to start off with, Friday I got the new Depeche Mode album. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening to that um, pretty much most of the weekend. 
I think I've listened to the album like three or four times already, and I'm absolutely fucking loving it. It's probably their most politically angry album that they've released since well for about thirty years. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. I think it's a cracking album. Um, what's what's the name of that? Uh, the album is called Spirit, mm-hmm. and um, they just recently released a single called Where's the Revolution. Um, so uh yeah that came out last month um and yeah i can safely say that my time this this uh well since we last recorded um has been consumed with prepping for tonight's podcast although i don't really need to because i know all the information that's in my head and um yeah there's a safe place for it (laughs) yeah and um i've been uh, watching old school horror hammer or hammer horror movies and oh, yes and um the horror channel on a sunday night have uh, been broadcasting the classic 1970s and 80s um hammer house of horror tv show oh cool so i've been watching that a lot as well so the stuff that the house that dripped blood and all this all that kind of stuff has all been really fucking cool um and uh catching up with walking dead which i have to say and i'm sorry brian i know you're a fan i'm getting really bored with it i'm so fucking over it um i'm just not into it as much as i used to be i think it's, well, it hasn't kind of it has been slow this season yeah it hasn't been, i mean there's like a couple episodes that like really hit you and then it's like boring 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 but i think they go more into like character development and some of the newer ones so yeah yeah, but um, with it, with because I think we've only got like three episodes left, haven't we? Yeah. So hopefully, with a bit of luck, I might build up a bit. But um, yeah, other than that, um, yeah, Cornetto trilogy. I've my week has been filled with obsessing over the Cornetto trilogy, so it was all good. Nice. Yeah, myself, I've been actually um, like Mike. I've been working out. I'm not up to 17 pounds yet, Mike, but I am at 15, so I'll take that as a win. You'll probably overpass me. I'm gonna cave soon. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm, I think it's gonna slow down a lot these next two weeks. <laughs> I, I got rid of a lot of like useless weight once I started eating right. Everything just dropped off. Um, but because of that, I've been listening to a little more music. You know, when you go to the gym, I you have to listen to music, and I don't I don't understand how people can go to a gym and work out. And not listen to something that's like angry and like violent. Like I feel like if you're not listening to angry music, whether it's you know rap or or metal or something like that, then there's no way you're getting a good workout. You're just not putting yourself into the right frame of mind. So I've been listening to a lot of random metal and stuff from like people's workout mixes on Pandora. Like what? Do you remember anything you've been listening to? Oh, I don't. It, it, it bounces around so much that there'll be like every now and then you'll get something completely out of out of whack like i was listening to one workout mix and like a papa roach song came on i'm like what the fuck is this and i skip i skip that song and then the next one's like an old school opeth and i'm like okay how do you attach these two in the same in the same category so i don't know it's weird but there's like a whole bunch of random stuff but what i have been listening to a little more in my car is um actually avenge sevenfold which i never really got into but I'm going. I'm going to see them when they play with Metallica um, in May. So I'm like, oh, I might as well listen to some of their music, so I know, you know, some of their uh, some of their songs and everything. I already, already knew, you know, a good amount of the singles and stuff from playing Rock Band and Guitar Hero. 
um, but I hadn't listened to any albums really. So that's kind of been interesting. Some of the stuff's pretty good. I like their uh, Nightmare album was really good, and I was listening to, um, oh, what the hell was it called? Watch something remastered or re reborn or something. Another one of their albums, and it's it was actually good. Um, I'm surprised how much I'm actually liking their full album stuff. I don't know if you ever got into that. No, I I don't really care for too much of them. So unfold. I I don't like their vocalists, but uh, I like their instruments <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what really drew me to them. But I think their deeper cuts on their on their albums are actually like better than some of the singles. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's usually they're not, the, as, the they're case, not as poppy and catchy, but it's like they're better songs. It's weird, right? You... So that and um, last night I actually went to John Carpenter Night, hosted by the Connecticut Cult Classics in the Strand Movie Theater in Seymour. And at the movie theater, I saw Big Trouble in Little China, and then they had a showing of The Thing. Ooh, that's and nice. It, it was fucking amazing. Seeing Big Trouble in Little China on a big screen with a, a, a completely sold-out movie theater, it was like, an, you know, it's an amazing experience. Everybody's laughing. They're having a good time. The nonsense dialogue coming out of Jack Burton, everybody's cracking up. It was such a great time to actually go in and... Uh, and watch something like that. And they had all these cool giveaways. I got like a little pork chop express keychain <laughs> and um, and a couple pins and stuff with like Jack Burton quotes. Uh, so much fun. Had a, had a great time doing that. My, I went with my cousin and my girlfriend. Um, so that was good. But uh, other than that, you know, just the normal stuff. Prepping for the podcast, watching movies. I did a review for the, the main site on this movie, Atomica. I don't know that I would absolutely recommend it to everyone, but it's the best sci-fi channel movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's like a solid five out of ten. Wow! <laughs> sci-fi pumped out some good stuff, though. I, I'm not, I don't judge you. I watch a lot of sci-fi movies. Was like, it better every, than anything you... with a shark in it? Oh yeah, you definitely got to watch anything with a shark in it. Or a anything spider. A shark. My, yep, a spider. Any, my favorite so far that I've seen is Ghost Shark. That it's was about crazy. a shark that died. It comes back from the dead for vengeance. <laughs> it pops out of a water cooler cup and bites a guy's head off, and then goes back into the cup. Or at the was there, that, was there was one a scene at the car wash too. Um, there was a whole string of them yeah, once yeah, the it shark was, it realized. Was really bad. It, yeah, and I can't remember if that one had Hulk Hogan's daughter or not. That might have been Sand. That Sharks. was Sand Shark. Yep. Yep. So many good sci-fi. I, I could do a whole episode just on shitty sci-fi channel shark movies. <laughs> I've fucking seen so many of them. <laughs> well, we'll let you and so, Brian. We'll let you and Brian do that one then. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be that might, that might have to come up eventually. So, Brian, what's been going on with you? What have you been watching, listening to, or uh, or getting into recently? No, I'm not too much. I finally finished uh, Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm just trying to find time to finish up all the series that I want to watch. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that one though. Uh, just went and saw Logan. Um, haven't really listened yes. to too much new music. Still, just you know, recycle stuff on my iPod. Um, really, that's about it. I just come home from work and try to pop out a couple movies, catch up on shows, and really it. Yeah. How'd you, what do you think of Stranger Things? I liked it. I like that you still really don't know what's going on, so it's kind of like still up in the air with it. But it was interesting. Yeah. I'm Definitely looking forward to the second like- season. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, I can't wait for the second season. Awesome. All right, well let's uh let's move into our main topic. Um 
which is the Cornetto trilogy, and this is a little different from one of our normal topics that we cover. Um, seeing as it's not entirely horror related, it's 90% comedy and there are a lot of horror aspects to it, but, uh, but Shane, why don't you, why don't you fill us in, in general, what is the Cornetto trilogy and what is it about? Why is it a trilogy? Right. Basically, um, the Cornetto trilogy itself was a concept brought up by Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright and Nick Frost during the, during the filming of the TV show Spaced, which was what they did back in 1999. And it's, it was episode three, uh, episode three of season one of Spaced, where they were filming a, a game based on Tim Bisley, um, Tim Bisley's speed psychosis. He'd basically been up all night doing speed and drinking with the two, with two Scottish blokes and um was playing resident evil 2 so it was he kept seeing zombies all over the place so like instead of seeing his flatmates he was seeing zombies everywhere he was going he was seeing all these zombies and, and they essentially came up with the idea what if we did a film so um they came up with short the seeds of Shaun of the dead and in the film itself, everybody who has been in space was in Shaun of the Dead, either physical appearance or voice cameos, because there's obviously there's a lot of radio and TV stuff that you hear in the TV show in the film itself. So everybody who was ever connected to the TV show Spaced was in Shaun of the Dead. And um, the whole idea was that they were going to come up with something to do with a cornetto, right? Which, for the uninitiated, a cornetto is an English ice cream with wafer and chocolate on the inside, and it has multiple... You can get all different flavours. But um, for the purposes of Shaun of the Dead, it was the strawberry cornetto, because, obviously, it's got red on it. So... Um, they came up with this idea, let's do a theme trilogy of movies all, all related to like Cornettos. So you've got red for Shaun of the Dead, blue for Hot Fuzz, and green for The World's End. Mm-hmm. And obviously the blue, fla- the blue um, Cornetto for Hot Fuzz would be the choc and nut, chocolate and nut, and the green for World's End would be mint. So... Um, it's basically just going through the trilogy and you in throughout the films you do see them like eating cornettos or you see the fleeting glimpse of a cornetto wrapper flying through the breeze kind of thing so it's right. yeah so that's how um how the idea of the films came about and they just progressed over the years i mean there was quite a big gap between hot fuzz and um world end but there was only a three-year gap between Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. <coughs> but, uh, Excellent. Yeah. That's a great explanation for it. Now, now, none of the movies are actually connected in terms of them being, like, sequels or even or kind of really even possibly related. No, they're not. I, I mean, just, they're, 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 yeah, there's not a way you can be like, oh, this happened first and then this one and then this one. They're just all different different stories that yeah. have nothing to do with each other really yeah i mean 
Obviously, Shaun of the Dead is, as far as I'm aware, the only rom romantic comedy with zombies that I've seen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There are there are at least two or three others. Yeah, but anyway, for the purpose You call that a romantic cast, comedy? <laughs> I can't just leave you leave that hanging out there. Yeah, I, there's I, that there's that wasting away movie. There's um what's that one? It was another it was another teen zombie drama warm that was zombie, like Romeo and warm body. Yeah, warm bodies. Warm bodies, that's yeah, the one. Bodies. Yep. But yeah, I never I'm, thought. Yeah. And I will say, and do not forget this, Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead, is basically a love story. Right. Anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> right, go ahead. Right, Shaun of the Dead is the only rom zom com that I know of that is actually worthy of watching. <laughs> um, Hot Fuzz was pegged as an action adventure with guns and explosions in the countryside, and yep. um, obviously, World End was basically about the end of the world or the end of technology as we know it. But, um, right, basically, we'll get started, shall we, on, on this, on Shaun of the Dead. Um, Excellent. Yes, it's basically, it's about a guy called Shaun who works in a dead-end job in um, Forry Electricals, which is a nice little reference there. Um, and basically, him and his girlfriend, um, Liz, they've been going out for a few years, and basically, she wants to move forward with their relationship where Sean is more content on living in his house with his two housemates, which is Pete and Ed. And Ed is the lazy layabout who sits around, smokes dope, drinks beer, can't be fucked to do anything else. Uh, is the bloke who basically he's working and he, he complains a lot and, you know, he's the brunt of, like, lots of practical jokes in the house. And uh, basically, unbeknownst to them, the zombie apocalypse has happened. So they're sitting in their flat. Well, the zombie apocalypse has happened, but it's only been centralised to central London, which is I find quite funny um, <laughs> at this point. So it's basically, Sean goes to the shop after a bit of a drinking binge, doesn't realise that there are zombies walking around, completely walks past them, totally ignores them. And um, then when he gets to the shop, like goes to get a paper, doesn't notice that there's like a puddle of blood on the floor that he splits on, doesn't even notice the blood-stained handprint on the fridge uh, as he's getting his Coke, and um, walks back and then basically gets back to the flat. And him and Ed sit there, and it's just like, right, okay, oh, yeah, I would like to point out, when Sean says to Ed, would you like anything from the shop? Ed says, Cornetto. And then that's when he goes to the shop, goes, gets him a Cornetto, and then all that kind of stuff. So that's the general premise. And well, it's not, but they end up, he ends up going to his girlfriend's Liz's place. But it turns out that she's not actually his girlfriend because they've broken up the night before. Um, and he goes to Liz's place where she's got David and Di, um, who are staying there because they didn't know what to do. They're all a bit running scared. And um, then hilarity ensues. Yes. Yeah. And I believe David is described as a twat He's... and Di is a failed actress. Yeah, Diane's a failed actress. He never called Di a failed actress. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, as we call it in the UK, David is a twat. 
yeah. Is a twat and a failed actress. Yeah, that's just fucking genius. But yeah, never my favorite line from that movie too. Yeah. Uh, I never called uh, her a failed actress. Fucking brilliant. But yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. Oh fuck. Lost my train of thought now. Shit. Um, <laughs> so well, they they uh, they eventually decide they have to go rescue um, Sean's mom. And uh, and they were all going to gather together at the Winchester, which is the pub yes, yeah, that they uh, essentially uh, spend their lives at. Yes, so they they um, all shit goes down, or hilarity ensues, um, and yeah, they uh, get to the pub eventually, where they hole up, go for a pint at the Winchester, and wait for it all to blow over. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much where the movie ends up. Yeah, pretty much. Come on, Brian, jump in, mate. Yeah, what, what, what's going on with Shaun of the Dead for you, Brian? What, what are your sort of favorite parts of the movie, and uh, and why is this movie so endearing for horror fans? Um, when I first saw Shaun of the Dead, I think it was before I had Netflix. You could get them on demand on TV, so I got it. Like it was like a Saturday morning. I'd heard so much about it with all the hype. I'm like, okay, I got to check this out. And I think I watched it the entire weekend because you have the movies for like 24 hours and it was just like, it got over. I watched it. I called my buddy. I'm like, dude, you got to come over and check out this movie. Call somebody and say, Hey, you got to come over and check out this movie. So to me, I mean, it was like one of the better zombies that's come out. And yeah. I mean, I love the whole Cornell trilogy. It's the dialogue that really makes it. It's the banter between all the characters. It's the character development. And it's a little like side, like, like two people having a conversation and one other person will say something like kind of like under their breath or muffled. You know, like in the beginning where Ed's playing the video game and they're all having yeah. a conversation at the table and Ed just blurting out the, the swear that, word. But Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, can I get any of you cunts a drink? Anybody? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that look at her face was so good. Oh, yeah. And to me, like, like I said, all three of them, it's the dialogue of it. It's, I mean, the concept. I mean, the zombie apocalypse is not the, you know, it's a cliched concept, but what they did with it was just fantastic. Like I said, all three of them. Yeah. I mean, I like the how they kind of pay homage to like each movie. You know, like you're never taking a shortcut. You got something with him jumping over a fence in like each movie, and yeah. just yeah. little things that connect it like that. But you know, Shaun of the Dead, like I said, it was good. It was definitely like my top, probably five zombie movies ever. Yeah, I'd say it's up there. It, it's definitely one of the best zombie movies, and and the fact that it it pays so much homage and they took such care to like put in all these in jokes that only like zombie fans would get. Like if, if you didn't get into like zombie movies, like Shane had mentioned earlier with the, the four a electronics, right. you know, obviously for Ken four a <clears throat> and, um, it's stuff like, um, Sean's mom, Barbara, we're coming oh, to yeah. get you Barbara yeah. and then hangs up the phone. <laughs> oh, and the Italian restaurant that he calls is full cheese. Full cheese. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I mean, yeah, they do, they do pay a great deal of, uh, you know, care. Yeah, there's like so many in jokes that if you're a horror fan, like half the fun of the movie is watching it to like pick up on the in jokes and stuff. And I think I think that's like that's a big part of I think why the horror community really loves this one that it's made by people that love horror movies. Yeah. And they they really put the care into it to actually you know yeah go above and beyond uh, what it is. Now, Mike, as an American with an American sense of humor, how do you think the English humor plays over? Um. I think, I mean, I could pick up 
pick up on it really well. Like obviously, even a couple of weeks ago, I didn't even know what a cornetto was. So you know, <laughs> when <laughs> Nick Frost was a cornetto, I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, I I have no idea. But uh, I think it works, you know, very well. I kind of grew up watching Monty Python and stuff, so I can kind of get that that odd, awkward British humor. But I wouldn't go as far and say this is really uh, like super foreign to me, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think Sean, that's like one of my top 10 favorite comedies in general of all time. So, uh, but as for the humor itself, it's not really foreign. It's just, it's like a universal funny that I think everybody will find amazing. Yeah. It's a, what do you think in terms of like people who aren't horror fans or aren't necessarily like zombie fans at all? What do you think of them watching this movie? Um, I'd say... I'd say zombies have gotten super popular as of late. I mean, kind of thanks to like The Walking Dead. So I think that yeah. most people now, even if they're not into horror, they're going to still kind of like zombies in a way. Um, but if if there's some some reason that they're like super against zombies, I think there's still a lot of humor in it that doesn't pertain to horror movies. Like if they see Fulci's, you know, restaurant, they're not going to think anything of it. It's gonna right. Be they're a, not going to pick that up. Yeah. It's just, it's what uh, Brian was saying. It's the, it's the banter between, you know, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost that really, and all the actors that just really make this just over the top. Just awesome. They all mesh together so well. Yeah. It's, it's, you could tell they're just all a bunch of buddies just, you know, not even doing anything professional. They're just having fun. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with them having come from that uh, TV show, Spaced. I haven't seen it, Shane. Would, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I would. I would completely. Um, and, Ryan, before we go any further, you need to fucking watch Space, man. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I know it was on uh, Netflix for a while. I think right. they took it off. Yeah, well, you, oh, it's that on there anymore? Uh, well, you need to fucking download it and watch it because that TV <laughs> show is just awesome. The TV show was made for geeks by geeks because Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Edgar Wright, they are all fucking geeks. They're like us. So Yeah, I mean, I, I do love the movies, so, yeah. you know, there should be uh, there should be no mi missing me going watching it. I should definitely no. love it, but uh, I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, do you know what? I, I May I suggest to all, anybody who's listens... If you've not seen Spaced, go out and buy it. Just buy it, watch it, love it, cherish it, because it is just, it's such a funny TV show. And you've got, there's loads of references in that too. And you, yep. you get the added bonus of like Marsha, the landlady, who's like an alcoholic. And like, you've got Brian, the artist who lives downstairs in the basement. And, you know, it's just, you've got fucking hilarious characters in it. So I think you'll all enjoy it. But, um, yeah, because when it comes down to, like, the whole camaraderie between the characters, it's like when you listen to the... Because I've listened to the commentaries on the DVD. Because um, I don't know if you guys have got the, the four commentaries on the DVD, but on the UK version, there's four commentaries, four separate commentary tracks. Um, and you've got the, the one with the cast doing it, you can tell they had so much fun doing this. And, you know, it's like just like proper little jokes, like how certain characters look like certain people. Um, I think it was uh, Simon Pegg look, said that Dylan Moran, who plays um, David, um, looks like Harry Potter and a rap of smack. 
<laughs> so, you know, stuff like that is just fucking genius. And, you know, they do it so regularly. Um, and it was it was just fantastic how they just get what, how they can do it and don't treat it as a job. They treat it as a good laugh, which I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a movie made um, by people having fun. Yeah. You know, sort of to have fun to watch it. Like, you, you're meant to sit around in a room and have a good laugh when you're watching any of these movies, I think. And that's that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea with Shaun of the Dead, is because it's funny, it starts off funny, but then it gets increasingly darker as the film progresses and towards the end as well. I mean, spoiler alert, and if you haven't seen this movie, where the fuck have you been for the last 13 yeah, years? I, 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 think it's, I think it's safe. Yeah, we're beyond we spoiler. spoil it. Yeah, you know, it's like at the end of the film, Sean loses his mum, and it's just like that whole part when he when they're all in the pub, and it's like David loses the plot and like says, "What well, you need to kill her because she's going to turn into a zombie," and you know they're all like, Don't "Say that." Yeah, we're not using the Z word, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. That's another inside horror joke. Yeah. I love that. We're not saying that. Yeah, and it's. It's just one of those films, when you see how dark it gets, it just makes you realise that if this situation was to occur, that is how fucking dark it is. You would have to kill loved ones. You will have to fucking kill friends, you know, all that kind of shit. But it was just, they treated it, they did that film so well. And it's so funny to watch. And, you know, even if, if you've got the DVD, you should check out the commentary tracks on that. Because even the commentary track with the zombies is just hilarious, and all it is the commentary track with the zombies. Yes, some there's four of the key zombies. Like you've got the cockahoo uh, maniac in the yep. pub. Yep, she's on it. Um, there's basically four key zombies that are in the film that they got in to do the soundtrack, uh, the commentary track, hmm. and. Um, it's basically the commentary track just begins with them going into the microphones. So um, if you get the chance, listen to that commentary track because it's just so fucking funny. It is brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which I actually didn't look. I've, I've got the uh, the Blu-ray set of the uh, the trilogy together, so I don't even know what's on that disc. I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't really look at it. I just watched the movies. Right. Well, uh, for the first time on the set, I just upgraded my DVDs. Um, I had Hot Fuzz and uh, Shaun of the Dead, and I bought a Blu-ray set that had, um, you know, all three of them together. Do you know what? It's funny you should say that, because I did exactly the same thing. Because I bought Shaun of the Dead, I bought Hot Fuzz, then I got my Blu-ray player, and I bought the box set with all three films in it, because it was cheaper to buy the box set with all three films in it than it was to buy... just The World's End. Yeah, because The World's End was like... The World's End was like twenty four ninety nine. That's exact. I had the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm just buying this set then. Yeah. Oh. And the box set only cost me twenty quid. So yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm fucking having that. But yeah, um, all the stuff that's on the DVDs of short, all the stuff that was on the DVD of Shaun of the Dead, is on the Blu-ray. Plus, there's a few extra stuff which is exclusive to the Blu-ray. Um, oh, cool. So that's really cool. And what I liked about this film is that when it came out on DVD, they utilised the fact that you could get so much stuff on a DVD without putting it out on two discs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so much stuff on that DVD. It really is. And 
it's it's worth it. It is worth picking up. You know, every time I walk past a shop, if I go into a charity shop or something like that in Norwich, and I see someone has gotten rid of their Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, I'm like, what the fuck has got rid of that? Where are they? Let me hunt them down. You know, that kind of thing. But then, obviously, over years, I've just, I'm like... Okay, so they upgraded to upgraded to the Blu-rays, you know. I'll, yeah, right. Maybe that's it. They're just clearing out their shelves. I won't for them for getting rid of those movies. Because <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean, Shaun of the Dead. It means so much to me. It's just one of those films. I first watched it in the theaters in two thousand and four. I watched it on the opening day, and absolutely loved every second of it. Really, yeah. generally loved it, and then. I saw it four times in the theaters in a week. And it, each time I watched it, I just kept laughing and laughing. And it was it just kept getting funnier. Kind of like Beetlejuice when he was watching The Exorcist. It just keeps getting funnier every time, every single time he sees it. And it's it's kind of like the same with me with Shaun of the Dead. Um I've lost count of how many times I've seen that film, but I know it's definitely over five hundred now. Holy crap. I, I fucking love it. I really, really love that film. And it is, it's a special, it holds a special place in my heart. So when people get news of my passing, my inevitable passing, um, I want them all just to put on Shaun of the Dead. Simple as that. You know, that's that's how, how much I feel about that film. So just think, what Shaun of the Dead, think of Shane. And then think of how much, <laughs> think of how much of a cunt he was to everybody. So <laughs> think of a wanker. Yeah, I'm a wanker. I'm proud of it. <laughs> but yeah. Well, now now it's out there in the ether, Shane. So yeah. for for eternity, we'll have that locked in. We know what to do um, once we find out you've become one of the undead yourself. Yes, just put on Shaun of the Dead. And then, oh, what do you want? <laughs> oh, there's Ziggy. Yeah. Surprise guest appearance. Yeah, little cunt. <laughs> and one thing too, and the one thing too, like Shaun of the Dead and all the other ones in the trilogy, is there are they are movies that you have to watch like repeatedly because there's so much going on in it that you can't really catch everything mm. like the first few times. You know, I mean, every now and again yeah. you watch it and you're like, oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, and that's why me and Shane watch them like you know hundreds and hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just because they're good. Oh no, 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 far from it. As if, I mean, it's not like you're gonna watch a shitty movie fucking thousands of times, is it? But um, then again, I don't know. Yeah, I was, actually, like, I, was in, I was in. Times. I was in about to say, yeah, Ryan might. <laughs> but um... yeah, I was about to say Ryan definitely. <laughs> I do watch a lot of shitty movies too. <laughs> All right, Ryan, uh, Ryan, and Ryan. I've subjected myself to multiple watchings of god awful movies. Yeah, I don't know why. Just because I have to be like, was it as bad as I remember? Yeah, yeah, it was that bad. It was, it was definitely that bad. Hold on, guys. <laughs> I've just got to let the cat out because he's wanting to go out. All right. All right. Won't be long. <laughs> no, I, I have Bad Movie Mondays where I watch Bad Movies personally. Did you just fart in the microphone? I, I farted. think he just farted. Shane? <laughs> I, just, I just heard someone <laughs> crap their pants. Yeah, it's probably him. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised how many... I, I save every uh, sound clip of Shane farting. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put it together one day, and it's going to be like a 10-minute clip, just like in a row. Put a beat behind it. You got gold right there. 
Did you just shit yourself when you stood up? I farted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we heard. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Because I got the mic sat on the sofa next to me. So, yeah, you would have got my ass in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and now the mic's up by your lips. Think of that one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's still on the sofa next to oh, me. Okay. <laughs> Good. Oh, I'm my not, God. I'm not licking the foam on my mic. If we ever have a best of like <laughs> episode, this is going to be on it. <laughs> yeah. See, last episode it was all about me loving vomit. This episode it's all about the fighting. This is great. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> Do you British have that any like true. funny things to say about farting? Like a term for it? Yeah, I call it guffing. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's like I just let uh, or let rip. You know, I just guffed, um, <laughs> and. And stuff like at least I didn't follow through, you know, guff and follow through. Um, <laughs> oh, I know, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you'd have a pair of shitty nappies on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, this is going back to the last episode with our ratings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. Oh fucking hell. But Holy yes. Shit. All right, Shane. I think we've uh, I think we've got a little nice little taste of Shaun of the Dead. What do you say oh, we move on actually, to Hot Fuzz? I'm just trying to. Th- I just want yours and Mike's opinions of it. What you think of it as a whole? Um, myself, I absolutely love Shaun of the Dead. I think it is. It's probably the best zombie yeah. that there is. It's it's. There's no zombie comedy that is both as funny and have have as much love put into it for like for like the zombie genre as Shaun of the Dead does. Yeah. Um in terms of zombie movies as a whole, I mean I I love I, I think I, I prefer zombie movies that are sort of a more serious take oh, on them. You know what I mean? Like I it, it it's better when a movie's more intense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I feel like this movie does have many intense scenes and like you had mentioned reaches for those like emotional points yeah of you know it, it's it's all a laugh and we're gonna head right over and kill philip grab mom yeah you know head out but then when it comes down to the town to when they actually have to do philip in they don't they leave it. <laughs> <laughs> i love it because i mean it's i mean the soundtrack cd because i've got the soundtracks for all three films and yeah. each of the soundtracks have got sound bites from the film and it's um in the, uh, I think it's one of the first pieces of music on the actual soundtrack, or the second or third. Um, it's like when Sean's having the discussion with Pete in the kitchen about like trying to get rid of Ed. When's he going home? All yeah. that kind of stuff. There's actually dialogue used on the soundtrack that's not in the film. Really? Yeah. So it's like um, Pete talking about sleeping with a fat girl and drinking uh, bla- uh, lager and black currant. And stuff like that. If you, so if you um, if you can find it, um, if you go on iTunes or something like that, and you find the Shaun of the Dead soundtrack, listen to that because there's that piece of dialogue that's not actually in the film. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but I like I like those uh, <clears throat> those intense scenes yeah. um, that you guys had talked about before too. Those are really good. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I think I think my favorite. But I just lost my voice. <clears throat> I was gonna say I think my favorite part of the movie is the the um, the sort of insider references and stuff. Like um, I was watching it this weekend with my cousin and uh, and my girlfriend, 
And my cousins, you know, he's into horror movies a little bit, but he's he's not a maniac like we are. Right. So he he gets stuff like um you know like uh, we're coming to get you Barbara like he understands that but he doesn't necessarily follow like the Fulci or the Ken Foree or pick up any of those other you know the little inside uh, jokes they have in there or not mentioning the Z word yeah um so but he, you could see the different levels of enjoyment like he la- was laughing and thought it was hysterical and um, my girlfriend was cracking up what I thought was maybe the funniest part was when they had that um. The, the fence jumping scene mm. and he's like what you've never taken a shortcut and then he jumps up and crashes <laughs> she's like that was in a movie we watched last night and i'm like yeah i know That's why we're watching these. <laughs> like she was like i've seen that before did they copy it <laughs> it's the same fucking people <laughs> i'm like can't you see it's the same like the same actors and she's like oh yeah <laughs> oh quite. so but, yeah, I, I I love them. I, I love this movie, and um, I think um, in terms of British comedy movies, just in general, uh, this is definitely my favorite. I would put this above the Monty Pythons, despite how sacrilegious some nerds may find that wow. to be. That's that's um, heavy. I was never a big Monty Python guy. They're, listen, they're real funny, but I hung out with a lot of nerds in high school. There's so many, so many fucking times I could hear the same goddamn quote from Monty <laughs> Python. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> it tends to lose its charm. <laughs> so it <laughs> But um but yeah, I love it. Um mostly as a comedy. I love it. What what about you, Mike? Uh I love Shaun of the Dead. It's like I said before, it's it's like not just my one of my favorite, you know, horror movies cuz you know, it's a horror comedy. It's a horror movie. But it's uh it's one of my top favorite comedies ever. I'd say it's in my top 10. Um First time I watched it, I just, you know, I didn't catch like half the references because I think when around it came out, I wasn't into horror as much as I am now. So they yeah. said a lot of stuff and it just kind of went over my head. And but as I, you know, watched it more and more, I, I appreciated it more and more. And it's even if there wasn't any zombies in it, it's a Simon Pegg, Nick Frost and Edgar Wright. They're just they just get it. <laughs> they just uh, they're just nerds making a great movie. But um yeah, it's just it's awesome. I could I could literally watch it every day if I wanted to, and I wouldn't get sick of it. My girlfriend actually got me a um, Mondo vinyl of Shaun of the Dead, the soundtrack, just recently. Yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly jealous of that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got a sweet uh, cover art on the front of it. It's um, Simon Pegg standing on top of a telephone booth with a cricket bat, and there's this outside the Winchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just like thousands yeah. of zombies going going after him. It's just so cool. But uh yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about Shaun of the Dead that just it if like I said before, it's it's a great comedy, but like the added use of zombies and you know, horror references and the amount of time they put into, you know, uh, appealing to the horror community, it's just it's just a fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely agree. Yeah, also, I just want to point out, Mike, that the vinyl itself is blood red. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, you know what? It says yeah. on the bottom, on the back of it, too. I never yeah. noticed it. But, yeah, it's it's a sweet, sweet uh, piece. I guess on the back it says, due in 2016. I guess they made an Alien one, too, by Mondo. So, oh, right, okay. What you'll have to do, you'll have to message me with the, the track listing on that, because I'll be interested to hear 
what the actual track listing is. Oh, okay. It's different. Yeah, whether it's different to the actual CD that I've got. Yeah, the, on the on the first side of it, it's got thirteen tracks. On the second side of it, it's got uh, fourteen through twenty-one. Okay. I don't so, know. If that's the same amount as the CD or not. Yeah, it is. I think. Probably don't yeah, have. But I'm both. probably not going to yeah. open it or anything. No, 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 no. Far from it. But no, I'm just thinking that it's. It's the same as the CD, but you probably won't get the secret bonus track, which is on the CD. Oh, probably not. Yeah. So you're best going to hunt yourself down a copy of the CD, mate. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> awesome. So, All right, let's move on to on, uh, on. the I, second I, one. Yeah. Oh, we're not moving on yet? Oh, okay. No. We haven't had Brian's opinion yet. Come on. We'll be forgetting we've got Brian on here. <laughs> no, I gave my opinion. I haven't heard... Oh. I haven't heard any swearing recently. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> I talked about it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any anything else you want to finish up on, uh, Sean Brian? Um, I think some of the funnier parts are like the more subtle ones. You know, like when when Sean first gets up and goes to the shop and he like you know sees everything and he trips over the curb, goes in, everything's normal. And then when there's the apocalypse, like I said, he's so oblivious to everything, but still trips over the same curb. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's the, it's almost like a family guy where there's long going gags in the movie. Yeah. Like, Hey, you got red on you, you know, and things <laughs> like that. And you know, they carry over and like each movie, each movie has their own, you know, long going gags as we'll get to, but it's just, it's the little things that are funny. Like he gets hit in the head with a dart, just a look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. It's, 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 it's little, little things like that. I mean, that's what I take out of movies like that. I mean, the whole di- like I said, the whole dialogue is fantastic, but it's the subtle comedy, like their facial yeah. expressions. Um, that's that's what really hits this trilogy. Yeah, all the all the throwbacks they do to stuff earlier in the movie. <laughs> They're like, he's like, all right, fine, it was a real gun, but dogs can't can look up. That is that that when they going through the the records. Yeah, Batman yeah. soundtrack. Throw it. <laughs> Dire Straits. Throw it. Oh, do, you, do you know what? Right, that is right. That scene when they're throwing the vinyl. Right, I'm sitting there watching that, and I'm like, because I look at my vinyl collection, and obviously there's a lot of the stuff that that he's throwing that I actually own. So yeah, I'm sitting. There, I'm like, soundtrack. Yeah, there's like Batman soundtrack. Yeah, throw it. Okay, fair enough. Dire Straits. Yeah, get rid of that. Um, Sade. Yeah, it belonged to Liz. Fucking bin it. And then it came to the 12 inch of Blue Monday by New Order. And I was like, no. And basically he throws it. And it's like, oh, that was, that, what was that? That was Blue Monday. That's an original pressing. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I look at my vinyl and I've got an original pressing from 1983 of Blue Monday by New Order. <laughs> if any fucker was to chuck that at anybody, I'd fucking kill him. You know, because it's like it's what it, it is a collector's piece. It really is, especially if it's got the original sleeve. This I'm not going to geek out about it. No, Shane, stop it. But it's just like it is one of those things when I'm when they're throwing the vinyl. I'm like they're throwing vinyl. No, and oh man, I'm a bit of a vinyl aficionado, so it's just like I love my vinyl. But that is one of the funniest scenes, primarily because when they were throwing it, I was like, no, not the vinyl. So, yeah, out I, of everything they have to throw why would they pick like throwing vital yeah. <laughs> personally it's, my favorite scene out of the whole movie it's so small but when they're talking about the zed word he's like any yeah. zombies out there he's like what he's like don't say it. it's ridiculous well are there yeah. any out there 
He's like, no, yeah. I don't see any. Maybe it's not as bad as we thought. Oh, wait, there they are. And it's yeah. like this whole group of them to the right. I love that scene. It's so funny. Because it's subtle comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's not like the in-your-face comedy. It's just the, it's there, you know? You take it for what it is, and they did a great job doing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Shane, is that enough, Shaun of the Dead? Can we move on? Yes, we can move on. I will allow okay. I will allow it. <laughs> All right, yeah. we have your permission. Yes. Well, with your permission, Shane, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Cornetto follow-up, uh, Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz 2007. Yes. Um, it's, basically, it's, uh, it's Simon Pegg plays a character called uh, Nicholas Angel, and um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a copper. He's a policeman. Or a police, police officer. He's a policeman officer. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, basically, he, he's fucking good at his job. And um, he's really good at his job. So much so that his um, his superiors decide to send him away because the area where he lives, there's no fucking crime rate, right? Because he's basically obliterated all crime. So they move him off to um, Stanford, Sanford, sorry, um, in the country in the countryside, and um, he basically he's reassigned there to a quiet town, and he's paired up, paired up with um, Danny Butterman, played by Nick Frost, um, and it's it, that just that pairing alone, those two, it just leads to all sorts of comedic value, but um, basically it turns out that there's a group of um, old age pensioners who run the town, otherwise known as the NWA. Um, so, yeah, basically, they uh, it they have control over the town, and the town is perfect in every way. It's like you don't expect anything to happen. Nothing ever happens, and you've got all these kids there, and like, fucking you've got the, the, um, the golden statue bloke, as well mm-hmm. and it's just uh, it's basically um nick angel ends up basically taking the bad element out of the town which to everybody in the town they think is the good element but it, it, they think is everything that's making it good but it's not it's the bad element because it's all these fucking oaps who have got death wish and like basically killing everybody off who gets in their way and scuppers their plans but, yeah yeah but yeah, this film's a classic as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I think this one uh, even more so than uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, like you mentioned, had those those like serious moments in the movie. I don't think there's a single moment in this movie that I wasn't pissing my pants with laughter. Yeah, like it. They sort of t- take some of the heart out and they replace it with hilarity. Yeah, at least in my opinion, that's what I think. Um, there's probably one or two scenes where, you know, you, you see, uh, Nick, you know, um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost sort of, you know, coming together and their friendship blooming, but you see that in every buddy cop movie. And that's sort of what this one's spoofing. It's the, it's the buddy cop equivalent of Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead is zombies. This is what happens when they get a hold of a buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. And it is as described as the original tagline was, this was an action adventure set in the countryside. Which is like in the countryside, if you're living in the UK, the countryside, nothing ever happens ever. It's like 
everyone has been taken over by zombies or possibly inbreeding. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's just fucking, it's just like the countryside is dead. I think that's why a lot of people end up going to the countryside when they get old. But it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's just such a fucking good film. It's so, it is funny. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just genius. Everything about it is genius. And this is the first film <clears throat> where um, this film has got more cameos in it than yeah. um, you could fucking throw a stick out. I mean, you've got Kate Blanchett, Steve Coogan, um, David Elliott. You've got Peter Jackson um, dressed up as the, the Santa Claus who stabs Nick Angel in the hand at the beginning of the film in the montage. Um <laughs> You know, you've just there's so many cool cameos in it, and it's it's fucking genius. It really is. But the Kate Blanchett one is not actually voiced by Kate Blanchett. It's voiced by somebody. Uh, well, no, sorry, it's Kate Blanchett's voice, but it's not Kate Blanchett's face. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, I think that's I think that's the general uh, view of that one. But it's um, it is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's definitely good, and of course, my favorite part of the movie is uh, Timothy Dalton in it. Yes, as um as like the sketchy guy who's always making like, but he he says, "I'm gonna smash your head open and pull out all the little indecencies you said." Yeah. <laughs> 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 who knows what secrets your brains might hold? Yeah, that's the one. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. But oh, I oh, fucking oh, love oh. that. <clears throat> There's so much to take yeah. out of that movie, though. Like you said, it's that that you know epic buddy cop movie. Yeah. You know, and that's. I mean, this is honestly Hot Fuzz is my favorite out of the trilogy. And yes. but like you said, it's just the the banter between them. Um, you know, you got that badass cop, and then you got the bumbling idiot and Danny. You know, that wants to be the yep. badass cop, but you know he's not going to be that badass cop. And just their dialogue between each other, and they're just sitting there. It's just that's gold. Yeah, I love the scene where they're they're in the um, they're in the school, and um, <laughs> Nick's giving he's he's answering questions and telling them about being a police officer. <laughs> and Danny's like, "Is it true if you shoot someone in the head, there's a spot where their head will explode?" <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and even shit. like some of the small characters in the movie, like the whole police squad. I mean, the Andes. I mean, big yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a little. Like I said, it's the things that they say after, you know, even like, uh, yo, Doris and uh, Bob Walker, the guy that can't even speak. <laughs> yeah. when he, the, only thing you can, the only time you can understand him is um, when he says, like, cocks and tits. Cocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I like a you know, little midnight gobble, and he's just, cocks. <laughs> just little things, you know, and when, uh, I think it was when uh, Martin Blower, when they're at the scene of his death, um, Fisher says something like, you know, must hit the sign at, you know, some speed, took the whole top off. And she was like, I've had my top off and it's laid by. And Walker's just like. <laughs> Other than that, just like. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Jackson actually got in the credits, too. Yeah. Oh, really? That's the funny part. <laughs> you oh, it? my God. It's a swan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a top on. Yeah, it was Sam, Samford's most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what made that movie was that element. Um, I mean, you go into Shaun of the Dead, 
you know it's going to be a zombie apocalypse pretty much right off the bat. This one, you really didn't know what's going on, but, I mean, you kind of had that idea that, you know, somebody's covering up. But like I said, you know, Skinner was like the main suspect. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it was action, comedy. I mean, the gore was good, you know, when... Um... Oh, Joe Cornish, when he gets the fucking... Um, the spire embedded yeah, in his head. Yeah, Tim Messenger. I was trying to think of his yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was cool. Um, I mean, some of the other stuff was decent. Um, but like, when uh, Nick Angel wakes up and he grabs his phone, he's like, decaffeinated? And then you see Martin Lewis <laughs> in there. I mean, stuff like that, that's just like perfect. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I mean, I like, you know, a good buddy cop movie. And, you know, it had the action, it had the gore, it had the dialogue. Everything was just like there for me. I mean, that's why, like, for me, that's why I put it at the top of it. And it still was almost like a whodunit. So you're like, okay, who's the killer? Yeah. Okay, it's got to be Simon, you know, Simon Skinner because he's the one that they're focusing on. And all the shit that he'd say, I always showed up at the scene of the crime. And then, you know, when it wasn't him, you're like, oh, shit, okay. Well, now who is it? Yeah. So, but it turns so, out it's the entire fucking town. <laughs> yeah, town. And they're all doing it for the greater good. Greater good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get it. Yeah, and they're just fucking, oh man, it's just hilarious how it's like somebody says something and then you've got the entire old crowd just like repeating it. It's like crusty jugglers, like crusty jugglers and stuff like that. It's just <laughs> fucking, yeah, it's just fucking brilliant. I love it. And it's funny because I watch like a TV show or a movie and if they say like the greater good, I sit there and I'm like, Greater good. Greater good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, actually, because I do exactly the same. <laughs> In the fence where Nicholas is like, what's the matter, Danny? Ever taking the shortcut? When Danny plows into the first one, I mean, I laugh my ass off every freaking oh, yeah. time. It's just like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes out of the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just crashes into the fence. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of that one. Yeah, that's just too funny. It really is. Full of, one, full of everything. It's just that was almost like the perfect movie for me. <laughs> Ziggy has an opinion as well. Yeah, well, yeah, he yeah, does. What does. Ziggy think about it? Ziggy, <laughs> oh, Ziggy, what do you think of Hot Fuzz? <laughs> really? <laughs> that's really thought provoking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's deep. My cat is... You heard it here. You know, I never looked at the movie like that until I heard that. Yeah. Right. We might have to do that later. <laughs> oh, he's off. Mike, what are your thoughts on Hot Fuzz? Uh, I like it a lot. I think uh, I like Shaun of the Dead a lot more than Hot Fuzz. But what... Uh, Shaun of the Dead, it was more... To me, it was more visual. And I was looking for, like, little... Like, uh, like visual gags here and there. I think Hot Fuzz is uh, better dialogue. I think the writing in Hot Fuzz, Fuzz is a, a lot, lot better. <clears throat> like, just with him in the bar, and he's kicking out all the kids. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's like, uh, what's your say? He's like, when's your birthday? February 22nd. What year? Every year. Every he's like, year. get out. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> he just brings up like, ah. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kid, when he just fucking, uh, what's your, how old are you? When he hits, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, when he hits, um, uh, I'm gonna call him the Hound because I forgot what his name is. And um, Michael Armstrong. Uh, yeah, Michael Armstrong. When he hits him in the head with the planner, he's like, "What does he say? Like party's over or something?" Playtime's over. Yeah, playtime's over. And then he goes to Nick Frost. He's like, "Man, you missed it earlier." I said, "Playtime's over." He's like, "Man, you're off the fucking chain." <laughs> <laughs> it's like stuff like that. Like I appreciated Hot Fuzz more for the dialogue, and 
I think the banter is up there with Shaun of the Dead. See, what's really cool about Hot Fuzz is like uh, the two butchers in the supermarket at the, uh, near the end of the film. Yeah. The two zombie guys in denim in Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're the guys all done out in denim, like all looking all fucking dead and shit. That the it's like everybody who is in Shaun of the Dead is in Hot Fuzz as well. So because they used a lot of the same extras just for continuity, I guess. So that's so uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's actually there's a little thing that um, I should have pointed out about Shaun of the Dead is that all the extras were paid one pound a day. To ensure that they would turn up, and you know, yes, they would come back, <laughs> and they did because it was like all the extras in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are fans of Spaced, so it all comes back to Spaced. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that they were all they all were in both movies. Yep. In fact, as many as I could get, I imagine. Yeah, well, they're in. In fact, they're in pretty much all of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm with Brian on this one. I fucking love Hot Fuzz so much, and and like Mike said, the writing on this, I I think it's perfect. I think this is like top tier, some of the funniest shit I've ever heard, and it gets better every time you watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love I love Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is fucking funny, but it's for me. I'm with I'm with Mike on this. Shaun of the Dead all the way for me. You know, it's um. But Hot Fuzz has got some of the best comedy moments in it. And it's like Doris as well, when she hits uh, the assistant manager or the call girl from the supermarket. And she smacks it <laughs> the fucking thing. It was nothing like a bit of girl along girl. <laughs> Even the small characters that didn't have huge predominant roles in it were funny as hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, right, I mean, Shot of the Dead had some funny ones too. I mean, you know, David and Di, I mean, they, but they were like more of the main characters. But with the whole police force, there was so many on the police force, but each of them had like their own identity, their own personality, and just the way that they intervened in the conversation was like perfect. See, because Paddy Considine, who played um, one of the coppers in that, uh, the, uh, oh, fuck, what are the names? The two Andes. Two Andes. Paddy Considine wasn't in Shaun of the Dead. But the other guy who plays the other Andy was, and he's virtually unrecognizable because he was the fat kid in Forry Electricals. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the one who's the first person to say, you've got red on you. Holy shit. Right? And um, it's uh, Rafe Spall, who I don't know if you're familiar with an actor called Timothy Spall. It's his son. Hmm. And... Um, in between filming Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, Rafe Spall lost, I think it was five stone, because he just started eating healthily, working out and stuff like that. And it's like when he turned up for the auditions, we're looking for Rafe. Yeah, that's me. They didn't recognise him because he'd lost so much weight. <laughs> so um, that was that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just everybody, everybody in that. They just got everyone together. The only my only disappointment was that um, they didn't get Michael Smiley or um, Jessica Jessica Stevenson in it because um, they were busy doing other stuff. But it was right. yeah, you know, because that would have been perfect if they had those two in it because it would have been everybody from space was in it. Um, 
Oh, and they didn't get Mark Heap wasn't in it either. So um, you know, it would have been that would have been perfect to have all of them in there, but which was a shame. Yeah, what's interesting though is this sort of started. Um... I guess the trend of bringing back people that weren't necessarily involved in space, <clears throat> but are now involved in, uh, in Edgar Wright's movies. Like you had, uh, uh Bill Nighy, um, yeah. as a uh, Philip in, in Shaun of the Dead, who was probably, he was probably the biggest named actor, right? I imagine yeah. that was in that movie. Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, actually you say that, I mean, they got Timothy Dalton in that, um, in hot fuzz. Well, right. right. But, right, but what I mean is, yeah. for Shaun of the Dead, uh, Bill Nighy was probably the biggest actor yes, um, that it, was in Shaun of the Dead. It and was. They brought him back in Hot Fuzz, and then they upped it again, and they bring yeah. in Timothy Dalton. Yeah, and it's like, because I think, um, yeah, it's like when we talk about World's End, I'll go on about it a bit more, but basically they wanted to get Timothy Dalton back for the World's End. Yeah. So they couldn't get him, so they decided to get another 007 age, uh, actor. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. So they bring in fucking Pierce Brosnan. It was like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, uh, I, 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 I'm like, I wish they would make another one just so you could have like a Daniel Craig appearance. In it. <laughs> you could just keep moving up the Bond chain. Basically, <laughs> get someone like Roger Moore, who was one of the classic, classic Bond characters. Oh, of course. Or go even further back and have Sean Connery. Well, I don't think Sean Connery's doing anything, re you know, no. recently. No, 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 no. Although I bet you could find George Lazenby around if you, like, look up any local janitor. I thought like he was dead. Probably. Is he? I think so. George Lazenby. Yeah, I have no idea. His movie was terrible, so. Okay. But, right. no, that was funny. The ca the cameos in this are funny uh, in Hot Fuzz. I love them. I really like um, Martin Freeman's cameo in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. <laughs> uh, do you want me to move this off the chain then? <laughs> I don't have a choice in the matter, do I? No. <laughs> but um Yeah. That's something we haven't really mentioned, sort of the way um Edgar Wright like shoots everything and he he does his little montages. Like oh. he has these tiny individual montages that are over the course of like five or six seconds and they show individual like boof 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 they have sort of have a pattern to them and they're they're little tiny shots grouped together um that all you know end up taking the character from one place to another and and he uses those and repeats them like throughout the movies with little changes to sort of show how the characters are changing and stuff and i mean that's that's most prominent in Shaun of the Dead, but in Hot Fuzz they do it too. Whenever they show, um, you know, Simon Pegg getting ready for work and stuff, and he's like taking a piss and then moving to one scene and then doing something else, or or when he's um, booking the kids in the police station. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Oh, my pen's almost out of ink. I don't know if I want to do with any of that paperwork." <laughs> written on his hat. Danny's like, uh, "Wasn't me." <laughs> yeah, not a problem. <laughs> click click. <laughs> but oh man. It's see, thing is, because with this film, um, they talk about obviously you've got you've got that um, the Neighborhood Watch Association, which is the abbreviation for NWA, which, as we all know, is the name of a famous rap band who wrote the song "Fuck the Police," and right. you know, and there's like um, obviously little nuances and little references to certain things in the entire. Like film as well, so it's because I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, Nick Angel's um, police number 
on his shoulder is 777. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's I didn't seven, notice that either. Yeah, it's 777, which is basically the uh, the number of God, where like 666 is the number of the beast. Right. And, you know, obviously, Nick Angel's kind of like a godlike character in the police because he's so fucking good at his job. But um, it was uh, just like little things like that that you spot when you watch it more and more. And I'm surprised Brian hasn't jumped in with like lots of fucking trivia shit as well. Oh, like the shotguns at the end doesn't have triggers? Yes. <laughs> I mean, when he's on a horse, you look and you're like, okay, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, it, it's, but still, it, it's still so good, though. I mean, I could, like, like, like Shane with Shaun of the Dead, I couldn't tell you how many times I've watched Hot Fuzz. That's where we're at with that one. We always debate. It's like, yeah, I'm looking at IMDb like the most. at the moment. Yeah, I'm looking at IMDb at the moment, and I'm just looking at some of the stuff on here that is is really funny. It's like the dog Samson, who was played by Saxon the dog, wasn't allowed to become a real police dog because he was too friendly. <laughs> Which I just think is very very funny, and um, you know, it's like little things like that. It's <laughs> it's. Um, Little, like, like allegedly in uh, Shaun of the Dead, uh, Nick Frost kept his balls shaved so it would have that yes. scratching feeling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. When you're preparing for a role, hey, you're going to play the douchebag. It just scratches yeah. his balls and you're, you're just dumb. Oh, shit, I got to shave him so I got that natural feeling. <laughs> oh, is, see, that's just it. I mean, it's like getting dri- Jim Broadbent, getting him as the, like, the police chief. In Sanford, I mean that was a big coup as well because I mean that guy he's always busy. He's more of a Shakespearean actor, you know. He does a lot of theatre. He does a lot of films, but he's also like quite big on the theatre scene. And to get him was like the um, that was like the biggest coup for them, I think. And then you've got other like minor characters like Bill Bailey who plays the desk sergeant. Yeah. Oh, he plays <laughs> the twins. The stuff like that, the Sergeant Turner's. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's really funny because they've both got uniforms with the service number 101. And, you know, it's the only way you can tell them apart is the fact one's got really curly, wavy hair and the other one hasn't, which I just think is really fucking funny. But, um, yeah, there's there's just so much about this film that I love. And it is so funny because I mean I was watching this the other night and I was pissing myself laughing. Yeah, just yeah, I cause I agree. Um. It was there's just certain little things in this film that are just too fucking genius. They're just too good. They really are. It's like I, how the fuck did they get away with doing that? Yeah, I've probably seen Shaun of the Dead more, but uh, I, I think Hot Fuzz is funnier. Like Hot Fuzz definitely requires more watching on my part. Like. After after watching it again for doing this podcast, I was like, I kind of want to watch it again. Like, yeah, it's so fucking good. Because you missed See, so much of the little dialogue. Oh, I know. And there's like, it's been a few years since I've watched the movie, so there was a lot of stuff that you know I didn't remember. The, all, all, like you mentioned earlier, all the little clips and all the little, you know, the, the little quips back and forth, like cock tits. Like, yeah. oh, they 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 call Nicholas and uh, they and he's like prick, wanker. Yeah. Little things like that. It's, that's what makes that's what makes that whole movie. It's just yeah, it's so good. 
Because that would be oh, what shit. the ca- it would be what the camaraderie would be like in a police station in the UK, possibly in the states as well. <laughs> Any workforce oh, yeah. you're gonna get bored doing stuff, and you're like, oh, you fucking cunt, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. Prick, <laughs> you know, it's just it is. They've got it down to a T. I think. I think they do have it down. So. Oh. So good. Yeah. So any any final thoughts on Hot Fuzz? That's my favorite out of the three. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. For me, it's... Mike, how about you? Anything? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> I uh, I like Shaun of the Dead more, but uh, Hot Fuzz is a very good like, follow-up, and it's a very good, like, kind of like a sequel to Shaun of the Dead, in a way. Sure. I mean, they're all, it's, they're all spiritual sequels. Yeah. Because like, yeah. there is a trilogy. These... They're all they're all sequels by association, right? I mean, they have stuff in common that they take, um, they spoof a genre, um, but they add their own the, the their own unique style of uh, comedy to each genre that they're taking over. Right. Yeah. Right. Like and as Ryan said, I think it's like one of the better buddy cop movies. Oh fuck. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. And in Shaun of the Dead, where. Um... Ed says his only experience uh, shooting a gun is he you shot a BB gun into his cousin's leg, and then he yeah. shoots the doctor in hot fuzz with the BB gun <laughs> at the carnival, <laughs> or the fair rather. Yeah. So right there, I mean, kind of paid a little reference in both of them with that one too. But oh yeah, see, yeah. it just carries on. That's why it's so great. Oh yeah, but it's it's just I don't know. Just thinking about some of the scenes in that film is just making me chuckle so much. Yeah, no, I I also sort of like the progression of. Um, when you have Simon Pegg, he, he's sort of like an average guy in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. And then in, and even in terms of the comedy team between um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, like obviously Nick Frost is the more outspoken, wild, crazy one. And Simon Pegg in Shaun of the Dead, he's not like a straight man. Like he's not completely straight man, but he's like average person. Like he responds and laughs and does all that. But in Hot Fuzz, he goes completely to the other side. Uh, Simon Pegg's complete straight man, and Nick Frost is still the same sort of jovial nonsense char- character. Maybe not as crude and offensive, but um, the the slight shift in their comedy pairing, I think, works really well. And I think they hit a real sweet spot on this one. And then it goes complete opposite in World's End. And then it goes yeah. complete opposite. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I was That's going. It all went fuck up. Yeah. One hundred percent flips it around. So well, now that we're let's uh, let's go on to the world's end. Um, yes. So 2013, Shane. That's this is a big time gap between Hot Fuzz yeah. and World's End. Well, basically, they were they had a lot of other projects going on, so um, they had no option but to leave it um, f- um, so long, you know, because it was like six years. And so, yeah. Simon Pegg got involved with um, like the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Edgar Wright was off doing Scott Pilgrim and like various other like other like music videos and like directing video shorts by up and coming like actors and stuff like that. And busy getting kicked off of Ant Man. Yeah, busy getting kicked off of Ant Man. Yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. Uh, oh man, I would I would have loved to see it. Likewise, likewise, that would have been fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, you know it's. I mean, I think Nick Frost was probably at that time period he was more successful 
in doing various roles. I mean, you only got to look at his IMD page to see what stuff he's been he'd done, you know, in that time period. So I mean, they're all fucking busy, but um, it was uh, yeah, World's End for me is basically um, it's a very it's quintessentially quintessentially a very British film in the sense that it's going out on a pub crawl with your mates, getting fucking smashed, and then just uh, getting so drunk you don't remember what the fuck happened the following day, but you know it's been a good night. And it's like the fact they're all going out and they're getting pissed and, you know, and this is Brian's favourite reference, getting off their tits as well. Um, (coughs) You know, it's just... Ripped off their tits. Yeah, ripped to the tits, yep. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah, basically it's just one of those films where I watch it and I see it as like a really good film that you can watch with your friends. And it's... For me, because where the film was set, it starts off on the 22nd of June, 1990. Now, for you guys in America, the 22nd of June, 1990 is the day that people, the kids leave school. You know, it's their final day. And it's also the day I left school in 1990. Oh. Yeah. So, so, yes, because I'm old. and um, <laughs> yeah. I'm older. Oh, all right. Yeah. Shut up, you old cunt. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, for me. This this film for me means a lot because it just takes me back to being sixteen years old again. And it's like the whole soundtrack as well. See, this is because I mean, I always mention this when I'm watching a film. If, if the film is good, right? The story is good. The acting is good. That's fine. Is the soundtrack for me? The soundtrack adds atmosphere. It adds. It brings. It can bring back happy memories, and the soundtrack for the World's End was everything that I was listening to when I was sixteen years old. So it was just like, I mean, just listening to the soundtrack, like Primal Scream, Loaded, which is on the opening credits, and you know stuff like. Um, Saint Etienne, no, sorry, The Sundays, Here's Where the Story Ends. All the songs are references to certain parts of my youth. And it's like, I remember listening to it, watching the film and listening to it and thinking, fucking hell. You know, oh my God, it's like, I I sat in that theatre and I felt like I was 16 again. And it was great. Absolutely loved it. And, you know, just the whole... Because I own the soundtrack as well. I bought the soundtrack because that came out before the actual DVD box set did. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. And listening to the soundtrack, and as before with Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, the soundtrack itself has sound bites from the film. So I'm listening to the CD and I'm just having flashbacks from like watching the film and flashbacks from when I was 16 years old as well and at that time period. So it was great, you know. It's I enjoy this film more than Hot Fuzz because <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we just heard uh, 
a heart attack live on, on camera. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that was Brian calling me a wanker. But, <laughs> but no, I enjoyed this film more than Hot Fuzz because of the memories that it brings back for me when I was a kid. So what you're trying to tell us is that you are essentially Gary King. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hail to the king. Yeah, but uh, not not king gay. Do you know what? Every time I see that, when I see when I see Pete fucking walking off, and he's chuckling to himself, it is just <laughs> it's just one of those things where he just keeps going, hey, king gay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that's not that's not what it says. This is uh, Gary King, no, doesn't it? it? Says King Gay. Who did that? That was me. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That film, you know, it it really genuinely does bring back so many happy memories for me. You know, because I went and saw it on my birthday in 2013. It was a fucking shit birthday. No one turned up. It was just me and my friend Vicky. And we just sat there, right, fuck it, let's go watch this film. We watched the film, we both came out, and I just sat there with a big fucking grin on my face. And at the end of the film, my face ached because I was smiling so much because it was it just it was just so good. And laughing as well. Just fucking so much laughter. And do you know what I laughed at more than anything in the film? Was when they played um Sisters of Mercy, this corrosion. And I proper laughed at that because the Sisters of Mercy, they're one of those seminal goth rock bands from the from the 80s and 90s. And I used to be a big fan of them, but I kind of like lost interest in them when their lead singer decided that I'm never going to release another piece of material again. But I'll carry on touring because I want everybody's money. And um, Sisters of Mercy haven't released any new material since 1993. And I've seen them live twice, and both times they were fucking shit. So I'm just like, do you know what? No, I'm not even going to entertain watching the Sisters of Mercy. But every time I hear this corrosion, I can't help but think of the world's end. And it's it's just it's just one of those things where I'll be sitting there and someone will start singing "Hey No, Hey No, No," and I'm like. Oh God, I'm flash having a flashback to the world end now. Oh, I'm having a flashback to being 16 again. Oh shit, you know. So for me, just the whole film, it's full of funny moments. But when I, when this corrosion comes on, I proper piss myself laughing because it's like the whole thing with Gary King wearing the Sisters of Mercy shirt and having the Sisters of Mercy tattoo. I mean, I'm I know people who have had tattoos of bands. And then they've split up, and it was like, oh, but they only released one album, but it was perfect. And I'm like, yeah, fucking life, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah for me, and being an old goth bastard, as quoted by Ryan Tutelo a few few uh, episodes back, um, it's it's just the whole references to Gary King being a goth as well, which I just thought were brilliant. Awesome, Shane. So Brian. Uh... Do you feel that this is better than Hot Fuzz? Uh, no, it's second in my grouping of the trilogy. I, I honestly put Shaun of the Dead at the, the bottom of it. I mean, really? I, I, well, yeah, I mean, I go Hot Fuzz, The World's Enemy, and Shane always argue over this. Um, again, I think the writing just got better like every show or every movie that they did. 
Um, the Hot Fuzz being the best one, but even like like I said, the banter between everybody. This one, I love the fact that um, Simon Pegg was the goofball. You know, Nick Frost wasn't like serious one. You know, it was like the flip the script from Hot Fuzz, and that's what really yeah. kind of did it for me. It was just like something that you didn't see in the other the other two. You know, I mean, the, Sean was kind of serious, well, somewhat serious in the first one. You know, Sean of the Dead, but then you know, Hot Fuzz, obviously, he's that badass cop. You know, and the other one, you got the bubble and you're bumbling, I want to be the badass cop. And then this one is just like, it's a movie that you watch and you get done watching it. And I know it's got more meaning for Shane, but when I watch it, I'm like, shit, I want to go do a freaking pub crawl. I want to yeah. grab my friends and just freaking go out and drink. It's like watching Beer Fest, you know, Broken Lizards Club. It's like, oh you watch that movie God. and you're like, I want to play quarters. I want to play beer pong. I want to do everything. So that's where I got, I mean, that's not what I got out of the, the world's end. I mean, I did like it, um, like the concept. Because you, you kind of knew there was something going on. Like, every movie, it's like something happens. Everything's normal. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Something's happened to this town. You know, and I love the whole sci-fi aspect of it. I mean, I love sci-fi just as much as I love horror. Yeah. And just to have the whole concept of their, well, not really robots, but, you know, pods or whatever. And, you know, the, the blue ink. And it's just like, it was a, like I said, I love the concept. It was fun. Um, and like I said, there's a lot going on with the dialogue too, where you can't watch it once and catch everything. Yeah. You know, you gotta, I mean, I had to watch it like a few times and I'm like, oh shit. All right, cool. I mean, a lot of them, you, you watch it the, the first couple of times, you're like, okay, that's a decent movie. Then you watch it more and you pick up on it more and you see more and you just in general, you know, get involved in a movie and you're like, wow, there's a lot more going on than I thought. I mean, usually yeah. I, I you try to watch movies sober, because you half in a bag, and it's like, well, I don't remember half of it, but I remember if I liked it when it ends. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it's just it's one of those, it's almost like a like a stand-by-me in the future, but they're going on a yeah. pub crawl. A bunch of friends just getting together and hanging out, and shit just happens. You know what? Like, I, never yeah. thought, I never thought of it like that as like a kind of stand-by-me-esque movie. Never really thought about that because it's set twenty years or it's twenty five years after they leave school and they have their first pub crawl and they try and do the golden mile. But it's like the whole description. Stand by me reunion. Yeah, but it's it's also it's also kind of like um. They're like it. Yeah. 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 But it's it's really funny because I mean obviously oh you failed to mention oh yeah spoilers by the way the whole town's been taken over by fucking robots. Um, spoilers are done by now too. Yeah. If nobody's but, seen um, it, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, in case you haven't in case you haven't listened to the last hour or so of this episode, we're going into spoilers. Finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's um yeah the whole town's been taken over by alien or by alien robots with blue stuff in them. Um, and, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's just, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Excuse me one moment. I'm just going, Ooh. uh, which is nothing unusual, but, um, I mean, just the whole thing where they do the pub crawl and the description and the cut scene at the beginning of the film where they're describing the first pub crawl where, um, you know, all, all, all goes tits up for them when there's like, they, uh, Dr. Green, the reference to Dr. Oh, head Green. To yeah, head to the smokehouse. That's um, what I went fuck up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where, um, <laughs> what was it? Um, O-Man went, uh, got stoned, pulled a whitey, and everything, in went para, everything went fuck up. Yeah, that was brilliant. 
And so it was kind of, they referenced that throughout the entire film. So where certain characters end up getting killed off and their replicants, so to speak, appear, it's at the certain stages of that description at the beginning of the film. Right. So it all references, it's cleverly thought out, it's really clever concept of how they got everything lined up for the film. Uh, yeah, it's sort of that, it's like that idea of like the history repeating itself, yeah. what, like in Shaun of the Dead, where he wakes up in the morning and goes to the shop and then comes back. It's 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 the same, you know, it just repeats again, it's just over a longer period of time. Yeah. But it's, um, it's just really cool. It's just such a good film. I thought this movie um, is maybe the one where uh, everybody sort of stretched themselves a little too thin. I think they tried to accomplish a little bit too much in terms of character interactions and writing and everything. And it's, it gets a little bit bogged down. Right. Um, in, in hot, in hot fuzz, for example, you've obviously got just the two main characters. Yeah. And they, they bounce off each other, and then all the other secondary characters are sort of in the background and are, and are seasoned into the rest of the movie to, to make sort of a whole. But Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are the meat and potatoes of the movie. Yes. In, in The World's End, I feel like they sort of stretched out and sort of tried to bring in three or four additional characters to really be main characters and have a bigger point in the plot. And I think that it wears a little thin. They're not able to get that, like, the connection that um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost had in the other ones where they were they were really so close. I mean, I know they try to describe it in this movie, and they show that they were, you know, good buddies back in the day. Um, but I don't think that they, they're really able to pull it off as well as they were in the other two films. And I, th- I think the movie suffers a little bit f- for that. I think if they got rid of maybe one or two of the uh, people a little bit earlier on, um, they would have been able to, you know, sort of had a more concise and hilarious plot where you can really work the characters off each other. But, and see, this is where I would argue with that. I thought they they did that really, really well, if not better than the previous films. Because, I mean, you've got five old friends like all getting together and like enjoying themselves on a night out and then the banter as well in this one i think is better because it's like it's it is literally pissed talk you know it's like you're sitting in the pub you're pissed out of your fucking head and you start talking about stuff and you think in your drunken mind everything absolutely makes perfect sense and you know, just the whole banter between a lot of them. I just think it, it works so well. Until you've been on a pub crawl in the UK, all I'm going to say is you probably won't get half of the stuff that they're talking about. Aside, okay, Shane. All right. Uh, you know, I, I know I haven't been on a UK pub crawl, but I have been on a few in the US, so yeah. stick with that. All right, that's fair. But unless you've been on a pub crawl with a load of British blokes that's and true. women getting shit face and uh, you're not you're not going to get the whole concept of like um like nothing that can be described as better in the last 30 seconds than smashy smashy Eggman. yeah i agree i agree with shane on this one too i think um bringing in the other characters i thought they all 
you know, blended and bounced off each other well as far as the dialogue, because you had Gary as the one that was the one in the background saying all the little snide comments, you know, like when Sam shows up and she's like, like yeah. looking at everybody and he's like, oh, steroids, well, you know, it's just the way that they went around that. I mean, I, I thought it was well done. Yeah, yeah, but I, I feel like you don't really get a sense of how each character is able to interact with each other one in right. the group because they just don't have the time. Um, you know, like like when you talk about like how Gary, we know how Gary interacts with um, um, with uh, Gar- with um, what's his face, the um, um, Martin Freeman. I can't remember his name. Oh man, um, uh, I gotta go look it up. Oh, Oliver. Okay, yeah. so but like you, you you see how the two of them interact with each other, but you don't really get a sense of how Nick Frost interacts with Martin Freeman. They just don't have enough okay. dialogue. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like you you sort you get how because since Gary's the 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 main point of the movie, you don't see how you the see other ones the interact with each other. Yes, exactly, and I I think that doesn't really lend itself to showing how much of a group these guys are. It's more like, okay, there's Gary, and then they all bounce off of Gary, but how do they bounce off each other? And like like I was saying, I think it it would have been better had you trimmed the group down a little bit and made it more, you know, zeroed in to uh, this is how the, you know, these people are the the real close friends, maybe three of them, or, you know, you can even stretch it to four, but to try to have the five of them, and then you bring in um, uh, the guy's sister. Right. And um, and, and tacking it all, of course. But still. Yeah. Right, right, right. But she played a pretty big part in yeah. the movie, I think. She was almost, she was the uh, uh, like the unofficial sixth musketeer, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's just fucking, it's just so funny. It's like when, um, oh, is it? When Gary turns around and says, when talks about um, Thingy's sister. Um, oh, shit. Oh. <sighs> You just make, fucking mentioned it. Oh man, I'm my... <laughs> Martin Freeman. No, no. It was yeah, Martin. Fre- yeah, it was Martin Freeman's sister. Uh, when when um, they're talking about is she fit, and then um, she walks in. Is who <laughs> fit? Yeah, I'm mean, like Sam. <laughs> get you a drink. Question: Who got here? Can I get you a drink? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll have a vodka tonic, please. Yeah, uh, he's just fucking. Oh man, it's for me that film is just so good. It really is. It's yeah. I, I think the parts where they where they really do succeed is, um, as you had said, uh, Brian. They like, he sort of ups the writing game. All the callbacks and throwbacks to earlier events and mm-hmm. sayings and just like little things that happened in in the beginning of the movie compared towards the rest of the movie. They're constantly bringing that stuff back, and it, it works perfectly in this. I think that's where they they really they hit the nail on the head with all of those, um, probably even more so than Shaun of the Dead. I think. Yeah, but where you know they'll mention one little thing that happened, or they talk about the twins, and then and, 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 uh, the the twins are showing up, and they're like, "It's a ginger sandwich." No, marmalade it's the marmalade sandwich. Marmalade, marmalade sandwich. sandwich. That's what it was. Yes. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's just. Fucking I did a good job with all of them. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Mike, yeah. you haven't you haven't given your input into uh, 
into this one yet. What did you think of The World's End? Uh, I didn't really care for it that much, to be honest. Heathen! Heathen! I, uh, I can tell you, I think, I think Mike and I are on the page on this one. Yeah, I, I think I think they go in order for me. I like Shaun of the Dead the best and Hot Fuzz and The World's End. But I think that, um, like Ryan said, there are too many main characters in this. Like, I think a movie that does it better than World's End is like, like what uh, I forget Brian or Shane brought up before is Beer Fest. Like, there's so oh, many yeah. main characters in it, but they all bounce off one another, like, so much. In this, I think there's just way too much going on. Um, I do like the concept of it. I think it was interesting, you know, that there's, like, a town full, like, robots, and they, like, they bleed, uh, you know, blue, like, liquid and shit. It's, it's, that part's good, but I don't find it interesting. I don't find it. I don't find myself wanting to watch it over and over again like I do with uh, Shaun of the Dead. I know there's something about it. I just, I don't, I'm not super drawn to it. Like Shane has this nostalgia, but me, it's just, I was like, eh. Yeah, right. Like if you you don't have a connection to that time period or, you know, the the sort of nostalgia around going around an English pub crawl, it probably right. doesn't, it, it's not like the other movies where, that's not required it, that, that, you know, not having a connection to that stuff doesn't really hinder it uh, that much. Exactly. Like uh, if I'm going to, if it's kind of, you know, it's like a, based on a pub crawl, but if I'm going to watch a, a movie based on like beer, I'm going to watch beer fest. But um, I do like how in the whole trilogy, um, Simon Pegg starts off as like this um, somewhat, you know, serious guy. And then in the second uh, and Hot Fuzz, he's super serious. And the third one, he's just like a goofball. And in the first movie, Nick Frost is the bumbling oaf. And the second one, he's, you know, a little more serious. And the third one, he's extremely serious. <laughs> I do yeah. like uh, like that stuff. But I think I like it. I like World's End more because they're kind of connected to the last two movies. It's a trilogy after all. But on its own, I just I don't care for it. I saw it like once or twice, and I that's all I need for me. Yeah, this was the second time I saw it myself, and um, the first time I saw it, I wasn't blown away. I was like, well, this is a solid third place for the trilogy, and then seeing it again, I think it cemented it. Like, there, I, I liked it a little bit more than the first time I saw it, because I'm able to, you know, piece together more of who the characters are and, yeah. and what I remember. But, I don't know, if it takes that many times to, like, appreciate a movie to watch it, eh, I don't know, I just don't have that kind of time in my day. To force myself to like a movie. Yeah, and I'm not going to keep rewatching it over and over again. Like twice was more than enough for me for me to like kind of catch everything. You guys are dead to me. You got to watch, <laughs> you you gotta watch it at least 300 times to not appreciate it. But yeah, I have to watch Howling Seven at least two or three more times. There's no way I'm going to have time for the World's End. <laughs> I, all I'm going to say on that is that I would rather watch the World's End than the fucking Howling Seven. Thank the, you. Shane, the I, Twilight Saga I, continued. No, 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 no. That's the how. That's eight. <laughs> Seven is the one. It's a country western. Um, it's mostly a musical. Oh my fucking good god! No wonder I stopped watching them after number five. <laughs> it's like it's so hard to find. It is the dumbest fucking movie. I've watched all the Hollings, but I, I I don't even remember that one. I've seen it, but I, I don't, don't even no, remember see, it. See, this is the one, um, I mean, unless you find it online, it's it's only available on either VHS or Laserdisc. Thank fuck um, for that. They never brought it to DVD. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the movies just made of clips of the other Howling movies. 
and then interspersed are like fucking uh, country western segments where they sing two or three full country western songs. Oh my god! And um, oh, it's it's unbelievable to watch. Like I I pray to the gods of mystery science theater that they pick this thing because <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, I don't. I don't I don't see myself going for a lot of repeat viewings of uh, The World's End. I mean, it's probably the one that needs the most repeat viewings because there's so much in it. Um, I just don't think it's as fun as the other two movies. I feel like I, I watched this with um, with my girlfriend. I watched, We watched all of them together, and she fell asleep during The World's End and woke up and was like, what's going on? I'm like, it's too complicated. I can't. I can't <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're robots, but they're not allowed to be called robots, and maybe they're aliens, and I don't know, I can't really, it's, it's too much to get into. And she's like, well, who's a robot? I'm like, everyone. They're blanks. <laughs> they're not robots. They're blanks. Yeah. They're blank. Yeah. <coughs> not everybody's yeah, I don't blank. know. Right, right, you've got blank. Basil. They're all blankers. I like I liked him in this. Um, he was in some of the other movies too. Uh, I can't remember his name. Walter Frey. I don't even know what his what his real name is. His new name is Walter Frey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, it's just was not blown away by this movie. I'm sorry, fellas. It's 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 a heavy third place compared to the other two, in my opinion. Yeah, see, it ranks number two for me. Yeah, see, it it ranks number two for me. See, for me, it's my my ranking of these movies is Shaun of the Dead. Here we go. Shut up. Here we go. Yeah, no, for me, it's Shaun of the Dead, World's End, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, World's End, Shaun of the Dead. They go in order for me. Wow, and I'll I'll I will pick the only other available option. <laughs> Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World's End. Oh. Wow. Nobody agrees. That is amazing. You're all wrong. All of you all wrong. <laughs> I'm sure we're all stubborn and set in our ways, so that's yeah. how it's gonna be. Yeah, likewise. Hot Fuzz number one. Fucking Shaun of the Dead. I told yeah, you. No, I, I think it's. I think it's. Rick. I think it's easy. It's easy to say <laughs> from a sci- from a scientific standpoint that Hot Fuzz is the funniest one. I think it just has the most humor. It's hysterical, and all three of these movies are primarily comedy. So if you're going to grade them on which is a better comedy movie, yeah, Hot Fuzz. I think the the writing in Hot Fuzz is the best. Now, in terms of which is a better. Horror, I mean, clearly it's Shaun of the Dead. Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Goes without saying. Yeah. And which is a better sci-fi? Hot Fuzz. No. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) See, I just think Hot Fuzz is more like that Universal movie because of, like, the buddy cop uh, scenario of it. If you took, like, all three of those, gave them to, like, a random person that, you know, maybe not liked horror, maybe not liked sci-fi, just, you know, watch movies in general. I'm not saying that they would, but they may take that one and go, oh, okay, I really don't like zombies, I really like horror, you know, I really don't like this, but I think it's just one of those, like my dad, my dad loves sci-fi, but he's like you and me, Ryan, where it's got to be the cheesy sci-fi. It's got to be yeah, like right. the, sharks, the the giant spiders. And um, when Shaun of the Dead came out, I'm like, hey, dad, you got to come over and watch this. And he's like, eh, I'm not really into zombies. He watched Hot Fuzz, he's like, damn, that was a good movie. So I thought he'd love, I thought he was going to love The World's End. 
and I had him over before football one day, and I'm like, Dad, you got to watch this movie. It's a sci-fi movie, this and that. And he watched it, he's like, eh, wasn't a fan of that one because it wasn't a cheesy sci-fi. But to take something like that, like... <laughs> too much of a budget. <laughs> yeah, too much of a budget, too much, you know, dialogue and actual, you know, effects. Um, but something like that, I mean, I took that as, okay, I gave him, like, a, you know, three movies to watch, and that's what he chose. He'd be, like, top fuzz the most. And a lot of my friends, well, I only know, like, you know, a couple people that actually have watched, like, the entire trilogy, except for you guys, even though you guys yeah. watched, like, a couple movies twice, you and Mike. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> He's talking shit about our watching ability for only watching. Oh, only I heard. Watching. I, heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I, think, I think Hot Fuzz is one of those movies out of the trilogy that I think more people would enjoy if they don't watch, like, you know, horror and stuff like that. Just, like, the in-general one. You know, you know, for for commoners like us, Mike, peasants. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> oh fuck! Well, I mean, I think we we could all agree that Shane is out of his mind. Yeah, that's a good. Um, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> right after you. Yeah. Frank. <laughs> I, I, I think probably the the most the most interesting part you could take out of this is um, even when people have very similar tastes. I mean, we're all horror movie fans. We all like watching horror movies and whatnot. Um, we all have different opinions on this, so it's like there's a little bit for anybody to to I think take out of all three of these movies. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how what your preference is when it comes to movies, you're gonna enjoy these movies anyway. Because oh yeah, like, these oh, are good I, fun to watch. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think the World's End is a bad movie. I just don't think it's on the oh. same tier as the others. Is is what I'm saying. Yeah. In terms of like being a comedy and even like a sci-fi comedy, you know, it is it's fantastic. In, in sci-fi comedies, I mean, you're not really gonna beat Spaceballs, but it's it's a pretty good sci-fi comedy. There's Complete, not too many more. Yeah, well, especially in Spaceballs, that you shot my hair, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, that always sticks in my mind for some reason. I don't know why. But yeah, no, I so I personally think, and I mean, no matter, well, I love these movies anyway, because obviously for me, it's like all part of the whole bit. It's like everything to do with like space and there's all the references. And because I've, I've grown up, kind of grown up over the last 18 years with these characters and these actors. So I've grown up. Shane, you've been a grown man for 30 years. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Grown up with these characters. I have. Over the last 18 years, I've grown with these characters and these actors. And, you know, I always enjoy everything that they do because they are good at what they do. They're good at their craft. And for me to say that no matter what, you don't necessarily have to watch these movies in order. It helps because they're awesome films. But you can sit there, you could probably sit there and watch these movies as a standalone. And you would you'll enjoy them no matter what. And if anybody says that they don't like them, then they're fucking wrong and you are all dead to me. Um and you know, I mean I've I've, <laughs> I've actually got I can go on record and say I've actually deleted people from Facebook for saying that they hated Shaun of the Dead so much. And well, you, could, you could add that to the long list of grievances that Shane fucking writes people off for. Yeah. 
Not a goth. There's a few. Yeah, not a goth. You're gone. Fuck off. <laughs> don't like metal? Fuck off. You don't like Shaun of the Dead? Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. You think um, dream boy that? Night of the Living Dead, you know, check, check them all on there. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. It's the original for me, not the 1990 remake. As always, you know, just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've pointed that out many times before. Yes, you have. But you're still wrong because Day of the Dead is the best one. Oh, yeah, whatever. No, Dawn. <laughs> Dawn is way better than both of them. But then at least it's not the remake, it's not the remake of Day of the Dead. Because if anybody says that the remake of Day of the Dead is better than the original, I will personally... Um, the remake of Day of the Dead was a cinematic masterpiece, and I don't you think you d- that fucking What's wrong with Ving Rhames? You don't like Ving Rhames and fucking... Um, You've been, you, what's his face? You guys on fucking smack or something? I don't, I don't think that any zombie movie is complete without zombies crawling on the ceiling. I don't. Yeah. You are so fucking wrong. It's outrageous, motherfucker. I just I did. Mean, but then again, it, it can't really compare with, with Day of the Dead 2 Contagium or whatever the hell that was. Uh, I've, not, I've not seen that and I have no intentions of. Yeah. <laughs> that one was unbelievable. I think Brian would like that one. That's. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that I draw my limits to. Oh, my God. Oh, but yeah, I think we got a little, a good little discussion on the Cornettos. So, um, one more time, Shane, what were, what were the flavors? Because I, uh, I forgot after you mentioned them. Right, um, Shaun of the Dead is strawberry, is the red. Right. Um, Hot Fuzz is the blue, which is the chocolate and nut, and the uh, World's End is mint. Now that's interesting. You would have think World's End would be blue. No, it's mint. No, because it's green represents yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, green. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And the blue is a police force, feel... and the red was the zombies in the blood. Yeah. Right, but that's the blue blood and all that. See, because after ma- after many discussions amongst the fan base of these movies, I mean, it started off as the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. That was the initial, what they called it. They called it the Blood and Ice Cream mm-hmm. trilogy. Then it became the three flavors. Um, so obviously the three different flavors of Cornettos, and then it was settled on the Cornetto trilogy. Right. So that's how everybody knows it as it's the Cornetto trilogy. Now, Shane, are there any other Cornetto flavors? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Oh, so there's potential for more. He, yeah. he could make more. They could make more, but um, they've already gone on record and saying that they're not doing any more films like that. They're not. There's no other because it's a trilogy. They were only intending on doing three, so there is going to be no more Cornetto films. But right. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are currently working on a new comedy film together. Um, so not sure what that is. I mean, obviously they're at the idea stage. So once they get that, once they get that done and they get the script done, we'll know more. But basically, it's going to be a comedy. Now is that going to be along the lines of like uh, Paul? But do you know what? I hope so because Paul was fucking hilarious. I re- See that I haven't seen. I really liked. I haven't Paul. seen it. No, dude. You know, it's a Spaceman balls. Yeah, you... Spaceman balls. <laughs> Get your fucking hands off my balls. Yeah. Just fucking... <laughs> oh man. I mean, I can swear. No spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, it's the whole business. Uh, I still say one of the funniest scenes in Paul was when they're all sitting around the campfire and um, Paul pulls out the joint. No spoilers. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's that thing? He starts. Start, he lights up a joint, offers it around, and then Christian Wig, she's in it, and uh, basically she's sitting there. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit me up. I'll take a. I'll take a puff on that. So she takes a puff on this joint, and um, as she's taking a puff on the joint, Paul then tells everybody, "Oh yeah, this is the stuff that killed Bob Dylan." Bob Dylan's not dead, isn't he? And, <laughs> and then basically she takes a puff on this joint and she starts giggling and stuff. She's like, I'm hungry. We got any sausages? And it's like, oh my God, I've got wasps in my brain. And then she starts freaking out and collapses. And basically it's like all the stages of paranoia and like you get in the munchies when you get stoned and all this kind of stuff. So it is pretty fucking funny. Kristen Wiig is hilarious. Oh, she's awesome in it. I like Jason Bateman in it too. Yeah, he was really cool. Oh, and Sigourney like Weaver. Weaver. Sigourney Weaver's cameo in it as well, yep. which was brilliant. And um, oh, what was the name of the old lady? Um, oh, shit. Um, something I Howard. Something Howard, wasn't it? I can't remember. Oh, oh right. Hold on. It's I'm going to have to look this up because I can't remember what her fucking name is. Um, shit. Uh, pardon. Oh, Jeffrey Tambor's in that? I fucking love Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah. Um, no, it had a good cast. Yeah. It was well written. Um, you know, yeah, you definitely got to check it out. I saw it in theater. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. Paul Paul is just one of those films you can sit there. And because it's got no connection with the Cornetto trilogy itself, you can actually sit there and really enjoy it for what it is. And um, the best right. part about it is uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they have like the same connection is the both the nerds you know the sci-fi nerds yeah. so it's not like one serious one's a goofball they're both the same person mm-hmm. you know and yeah. it's like that makes it yeah and it's um it is hilarious it's such a fucking good film oh christ what is that woman's name it's bugging me now thought you're looking it up oh uh, yeah i, I can't am. help you yeah um oh it's also got jane lynch in it as well she's really funny in this yeah but yeah, Sigourney Weaver is um, the big guy in that. She's she's really funny. She swears. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she uh, swears a lot in this one, which I thought was fucking awesome. <laughs> and then you've got because uh, again with um, with uh, like previous films where they have like references to other films. I mean, this one you've got oh, Blythe Danner. That's her name. When Blythe Danner, when um, when the alien ship has landed to pick up Paul, as a Gordy Weaver turns up, and um, Blythe, uh, what was it? Uh, Blythe Danner says, "Get away from her, you bitch." That's it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> um, yeah. He just says, "Get away from her, you bitch," and then punches a Gordy Weaver in the face. That is just fucking brilliant. But I, you, nice. yeah, you need to watch it, man, because it is really fucking funny. I'll um, add it to my list. Yeah. And it's it's just lots of... It, it, see, again, it's another movie made by geeks for geeks because, I mean, the film itself start, opens up at Comic-Con. So, you know, it's them just, like, having so much fun doing it. And Seth uh, Rogen is Seth Rogen. I mean, he does the voice for Paul, but he's, yeah. he's Seth Rogen. Yeah, right. He's good in everything. Yeah, yeah but except for the Green same Hornet. character, but you know, <laughs> I never saw Green Hornet. I didn't want to see that. Neither did I. No, I've not seen it. it. I haven't seen it myself. So some movies but, just yeah. have. I have no interest in seeing them. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's so many fucking. There's so many good characters in this, or there's so many good cameos in it as well. 
Oh yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I I just love it. I just thought it was great. And is the fact that you're looking at the rest of the like rest of the cast. You've got Steampunk Woman, Sailor Moon, Stormtrooper, Comic Con Nerd, <laughs> Comic Con Imperial Officer. See, because you've got so many Star Wars references in it as well. And is the fact they're going on a, a, across America to check out all the alien abduction sites and all that kind of stuff. So they're trying to lead to Area 51 as well. Mm-hmm. So it is really, really good fun. I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, you definitely awesome. will. I'll check it out. Definitely what was that, Brian? So what? Are, I said I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. So what else we got, fellas? Any other last thoughts on the Cornetto trilogy before we wrap this up? I thought it was the best one. Shane's a wanker. About it. <laughs> I think Brian, that sums it up. Brian, I'm right. Look, I've already come. Look, I've already told you guys. Yes, I'm a wanker. I'm proud of it. You're all fucking wrong. Shaun of the Dead is the best of the trilogy. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> I also think that Shaun of the Dead is the best, but I think Hot Fuzz. Just is don't some, drop it on your ass again. Some better um, writing. I'll try not to. I think maybe you should edit this podcast on my farts at the beginning of it. <laughs> that was, that's, the, that's what they call the cold open. <laughs> just blast right in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the fact that you asked me if I'd shit myself, and I was like, no, I just farted. And I just guffed. <laughs> <laughs> I did a tummy shame. <laughs> tummy shame. Jesus Christ. So, so yeah, uh, we all have different opinions on which is the best in the order of the three. Shaun of the Dead. And uh, by default, we'll just go with my order because that's the way to do it. I bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, thanks for joining me, fellas. And um, if you guys want to get a hold of us, any listeners out there, you can hit us up Um at our Gmail, uhmpod at gmail.com. Um, or you can hit us on the Facebook page for the UHM group, uh, the Horror Fans Hangout. Just search that on Facebook, and pretty much all of us are on there. Yeah. Or you can uh, do it right on the um, the upcoming horrormovies.com message board, which we all frequent quite a bit. Yeah, and you can also so, um, you can find us all on Twitter as well. Um, except for Mike. Except for Mike. No, Mike does actually have Twitter, but he just doesn't use it. I posted one thing, and that's when cats are dressed up from people's from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I've ever posted. Yeah. That's just, well. <laughs> that was the most Quit important thing I had in my life. Quit while you're ahead, buddy. That's it. I want to say thank you strong. guys for having me. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming on, Brian. It was it was yeah. great having you on here. Uh, me and Shane were talking about the you know, the Cornetto trilogy. We always argue this and that. Um, yeah. So I said thanks. You know, pop my uh, podcast cherry. Yes, we're gonna bring you back next time. Oh, we're, it's been uh, uh, A different time. We're gonna, we're definitely gonna have a a collection. Maybe we'll do some uh, some clown horror. I know that's one of yeah. your fucking favorite things in the world. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> but not only that, we've also got to try and get Sean Mullaney on as well because oh my god, yeah. I don't think I could have the two of them on at the same time and talk about clown movies. Yeah, but because that... but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but Ryan, you got to think of it like this: we can sit there, we can sit back and just let those two just fucking have at it. You know, we can. It's s- true. That is the least amount of work. Yeah, we just let Brian and yeah. Sean do all the work, and then we can just like sit back and drink tea and all smoke cigarettes and kick the cat and. 
you know, kick the cat and fart a lot. So, <laughs> and listen to vomit sounds on the, on YouTube, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, while everyone else is podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Cows and puke. Yay. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Cause that's just too funny. It really is. So yeah. Um, Hit us up, folks, and don't forget to subscribe and like this podcast wherever you find it, because it's probably somewhere. And um, share it and spread the love. Share it or not the love. Hit us up on spread the horror. Spread the horror. And Shane's a wanker. Yeah, and Brian's a cunt. So yeah, that's it. You got it. <laughs> it's all for the greater good. God. The greater good. The greater good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll see everybody next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Holy shit.